creative friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Living Creatively with your host, Monica Parks. And Angela Dalton. This is the podcast where we discuss topics about finding, nurturing, and protecting your creativity and creative spirit. Mm-hmm. All right. So listen, guys, it is the holiday season and we are on break spending time with family, getting those creative juices flowing, and we decided to do a flashback. So for season eight, we are flashing back to our favorite episodes of all of our past seasons. So sit back, pull out the popcorn, grab a glass of wine, and join us on this journey back to some great episodes that we have had in our past seasons. It is time to reset, and we hope you'll join us. See you soon. Hello and welcome to season two of Living Creatively. (laughs) It is your host, Angela Dalton. And Monica Parks. And we are so excited to be back with y'all. We cannot believe it. We are so excited. We've got so many great things coming up in season two. We have been planning. We have been scheming. Mm -hmm. We have so many things going on. We are excited. We we are here. We are here. We we are are glad that you are here with us. I missed you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get started, we got to do our check-ins. Girl, how you doing? I am doing pretty okay this week. Doing pretty okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about yourself? What you doing? How you feeling over there? You know, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I uh, feel like I'm creating my own Angela Dalton mixtape called Eat, Pray, and Love My Damn Self. I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a journey of trying to figure some stuff out. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to explore so many things in this season um, that kind of align with that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, and one of those things is our topic today, actually, which is, you know, starting to find your creativity at a seasoned age. Mm hmm. You know, um, Mm -hmm. as you know, Monica, I started writing children's books at 46. Mm hmm. And I was really kind of uh, terrified. I'm still kind of terrified about it because I feel like I sh- it's something that I should have been doing. You know, that shoulda, woulda, coulda mm-hmm. um, when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now embarking it and it feels like a young person's game to some degree. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a, I mean, writing's different because there is kind of like, you know, a wide age gap. Right. right. But I feel like getting into it, starting into it is yes. like is it can be paralyzing right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um and i know you've had that you know you, you've had we've had those discussions and you've had that kind of challenge too of feeling mm-hmm. like you know what am i doing and and is now the time to do it you know can i do it oh and yeah so that's what oh, we're yeah. gonna explore today yeah I, I just like yourself i um i started the finally loving life writing idea of the writing and the spa and all of that probably in my late 30s and then the addition of the jewelry came to probably like early 40s so I was relatively late to the game as far as like starting things up and trying to see what that would look like as well myself yeah so and I know you know in talking to a lot of people out there that um, like in our community, they're mm-hmm. having that same struggle as well. Mm-hmm. You know that they're grappling with trying to 
uh, find what they're creative and what they enjoy, what their creative, what their creativity looks like Mm -hmm. and what they enjoy. That's like, that's part of the battle, right? Of finding your thing. Mm -hmm. And then once you find it feeling like, you know, especially if like you have a family, um, you know, finding that time and, Mm -hmm. and not feeling like you're selfish because right. you need to ask your family for that time mm-hmm. and you know like please leave mommy alone you know for 10 minutes a half hour an hour whatever that is or asking your spouse like hey i need you to step up so i can have some time for me i know right. especially women we tend to feel like we can't do that and we shouldn't do that we're not supposed to do that mm-hmm. and that society you know villainizes us for trying to do self-care and trying to mm-hmm. carve out things that we deem important for ourselves right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um I, I think you know it goes back to season one we talked a lot about permission like that was something that i was looking at like giving myself permission and why it took me all this time to become this seasoned woman to finally give right. myself permission and to mm-hmm. put my ideas and my thoughts and my feelings ahead of somebody else's mm-hmm. um in always and, st- and trying to stop ex- internalizing external validation, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to bring up was last season, I think I mentioned to you, Monica, I had done a reading with my friend Serena Stone. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her a little bit of a shout out, Serena Stone <laughs> reading. And, you know, I've always been really skeptical of tarot cards, readings, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I've known Serena for a really long time. She's been doing it for a really long time. And doing the reading with her really changed my focus okay. of how I needed to see myself. So I want to give her a shout out for that. But I, want to fo- I wanted to say that, you know, one of the things that she kind of brought up to the surface was this idea that I have a tendency to be my own obstacle. Mm. And a lot of that is the is the back talk, the the voice in the back of my head that says that I'm too old, that I don't have good ideas, that I'm, Mm. you know, too far away from things that mainstream, especially mainstream, um, are interested in. And I don't know, like, I don't fit in that space anymore. Mm -hmm. And I've really done some work on myself. I think that's kind of where when I started, like, getting new glasses, you know, Mm -hmm. like, trying to reinvent myself, you know, know. I'm like, I want to be artsy. Where do you get those? (laughs) Zelul, Z E E L O O L. I'm gonna, I'm, and that's another thing that I'm working on too is being a sharer because I am a mm-hmm. such a bad sharer because I just assume people know stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be a better sharer. So I'm telling everybody, I'm like, oh, I got this here. I got that right. here. Can right. I help you? Let me know. And I'm sure people are like, okay, she's crazy. <laughs> but um, you know, but I have a tendency of getting in my own way because I painted this picture of myself that isn't the picture of who I want to become. Mm-hmm. And so I really started to vision to do visual work and like, who do I look like in externally and internally? Right. So like, mm-hmm. how is it that I want to present myself when I look in the mirror every day? And mm-hmm. that's where it's like the fun, funky glasses, like the fun T-shirts, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to do something with my hair different every day, like doing some mm-hmm. exploration. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the picture that I want to present on the outside. But then also, how does that align then with the person who I want to be on the inside? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really am grateful to her for that reading and that coming out because it just it it just it's been so motivating to know that like those little things are mm-hmm. what's they kind of putting a fuel under my fire of like really putting myself out there and being okay with it, mm-hmm. being okay with it, no mm-hmm. matter my age, you know. I love a good tarot reading. For me, uh, I know when we started, I think 
well, I don't know which episode it was, but we were talking about the therapy and you had started yours. You were going to start. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look into it. So I, I did look into it. We'll probably have to do an episode separately on that experience. <laughs> but uh, yes. <laughs> two different two different experiences <laughs> right two completely different experiences but what I will say is that uh once I continue to push through and find a person that I believe is my person because I think she is I mean she even sent me a text on my birthday I had never had that before oh, <laughs> yeah so sweet. I yeah. thought so too I was like hey girl thank you but um one of the things that I know is helping me is is helping me go down the path of all the things that I feel where I picked up people, other people's stuff that made me feel like I wasn't worthy or that um, I wasn't good enough, which is now coming out in this, you know, my older age. So when you have those moments where you're like, oh, I don't really think my work is that good or, you know, my my jewelry is not that, I mean, it's average at best. I mean, it's not really that pretty. It's not that noticeable. Or when people make comments that make it seem like something that I'm doing is very different or is very unique or anything about me is very different or very unique. It's like I sit back now and I look and I'm like, okay, let me, let me take a different point of view because... I never looked at this as being unique, but it's because you've got all these other things that you're having to empty out of your head. These other voices that kind of latched mm. onto your journey and you've got to get rid mm -hmm. of those. And so mm -hmm. that you can start seeing yourself. So then it is like you start having those questions of like, okay, well, how do I see myself? And a lot of those, I went back to what I call teenage Monica. Teenage Monica didn't give a damn. I mean, I was like bold. If you told me, I don't care if I couldn't even do it. I was like a wild, rebellious Aquarius. I remember one time when I had someone who told me that I couldn't do something like um, cheerleading. And I wasn't no cheerleader. But just because they told me I couldn't, I went and tried out anyway. I didn't make it, but you, I didn't care. I'm like, you're not going to tell me I can't do it. When I had um, a counselor who told me that I couldn't go to college, I was like, Psh. Mm -hmm. because the college I was, the school I went to was people who usually go to Ivy League schools. And so... They didn't know about HBCUs like they weren't thinking in the the wider variety of outside of Ivy League. And so they were just like, you're not going to be able to go to college. And I was just like, Psh. yeah, I will. Went to college and got almost a damn near double degree in biology and chemistry. Like See, I, I was that. a person that that person. But then that person got out there and people started seeing her wild and free and just like, I believe in me. And they started chipping away at that person. So you fast forward to when you get to the older Monica. So when I look in, I'm like, I want to be the, all the healthy versions of who that girl was before the mm -hmm. world got to her. And in that I was very creative. I, I did everything, whether I, I did yoga, I did cycling, I did swimming, I did dancing, I did gymnastics, I did nature stuff. Like there was nothing. And I didn't. And, and most people know when you're younger, you don't think about like the time and how long it takes. And can you do this? You just do it and you figure it okay. out or you just like, well, that didn't work out and you move on. Mm -hmm. And so even though I have no desire to do all of that stuff, I think can't I at least believe in myself for this, knowing that I can do for this and figure it out according to what I'm able to do at this age. So that's kind of where I am in trying to 
not reinvent, but discover those parts of myself that kind of got left off early in life and bring those back in, cultivate those or, you know, polish them up or whatever so that I can live a more authentic version of myself. I love that. And I'm really glad that you uh, used the word version because in hearing you speak, you reminded me of a movie mm-hmm. on Netflix. Hey, Netflix. Mm. How you doing, I'm baby? I'm the Netflix movie because I got them. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, Netflix could have all my money. As long as they use it to make the content that they're making, they can take it all. Right. <laughs> um, but it reminds me of a movie that came out a few months ago um, called The uh, 40-Year-Old Version. Not Virgin. 40-Year-Old Version. Huh. And it's written and directed by uh, Rada Blank. She's a comedian, uh, stand, uh, spoken word artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about it is that she's 40 years old. And mm-hmm. um, it's actually in the, in the film, the script and the film came through uh, Le- uh, Lena Waithe's production company mm. called Filmingrad okay. Productions. And what I love mm-hmm. about that is like Lena has taken her platform and her power and has started this production company where she is opening up opportunities for black people women the queer community lgbtq Mm -hmm. community and she's and also older people and Mm -hmm. she's helping them to learn all of the ins and outs of being in film and television and then helping them then to create their projects and put their projects out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I love that she is doing that, you know, that it's yeah. not because I mean, she's like me, I don't even think she's 30 yet or she's an early 30 ish. And to think of, I, I don't know, but she, but the fact of like that she's that young and she, she has been given a lot of power that's earned power. She's earned it. She could do so many things and not worry about anybody, right? She could go and not look back. And the fact that she's opening up this platform on these, you know, for this wide range of people who never get a seat at the table, as they say, you know, the proverbial mm-hmm. table. I really love that. And so the movie itself is so, it's so sweet and so lovely in that it's about this woman who is a film play, or I'm sorry, a playwright. Mm-hmm. And she's also a teacher at a high school. And, you know, she like it's kind of like one of those you're only as good as your last project kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And it's been mm-hmm. a long time since her last play. And mm-hmm. she gets a chance to stage one of her plays. But it's um, being produced and, and financed by this group of white uh, fun- founders Mm. And they are putting their own spin on it. They're taking away a lot of the integrity of it. Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. and it shows that side of like, of how, um, you know, she had to make a choice of Mm -hmm. either I'm going to have to let, like, I'm going to let them do this to my creativity, to my creation, just so I can have somebody out in the world, or I'm going to have to take it back. And so I think, you know, as we get older, we start feeling like we have to make concessions because we're running out of time, you know, we start putting that time, the, the clock on the ticking clock on whatever it is that we want to do. And we feel like we don't have enough time. And mm-hmm. so therefore we shortchange ourselves. And so I love the movie. I highly recommend it. I think it's really sweet. It's really funny. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she she basically kind of finds her groove by going and do and, and rapping. 
And mm. her raps are amazing. amazing. <laughs> really? I mean, we're talking, like, they're so good. They're so mm-hmm. good. Um, and it goes into, like, this rap community in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Um, of women, of female mm-hmm. rappers, older female rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I love the movie, but, you know, even more so, I just love, like, how the movie came about. And I love the platform, again, that Lena Waithe has created and, and, is, and is putting out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. 40-year version. 40-year-old version. 40-year-old version. Rada, R-A-D-H-A, blank. So check it out. That might be my little Saturday viewing today. Um, Do it. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I, I love um, looking at things that aren't necessarily considered mainstream. It's like you've got to seek them out. There are the things that are, there's just like so many hidden gems, you know? Mm-hmm. that are not necessarily it, like the main movies that are out, but you're like, oh, well, what's this little indie film that's going on? I This was really good, you know? I wanted to ask you a question, and that is, you know, is there are there things that you do to kind of self-motivate? You know, like if you're ever having those days of contemplation where maybe you're thinking like you shouldn't be doing something or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are, are, there, are there things that you do or tricks that you kind of do for yourself to get you out of that mindset of I can't do this? Um, I, col- I collect my thing is quotes. I really do uh, like yeah. a lot of quotes. So I collect quotes, which is probably why on my Instagram, you'll see a lot of them often. So there is one that Malik Teal has and I saw today and um. I really liked it and it was very simple. It was just row after row. It said, what's for you? And this is her personal quote. So she made it like that. So it says, what's for you will not, will not pass you by. What's for you will not pass you by. What's for you will not pass you by. And it just goes down row Mm -hmm. after row, like five, seven times. And then at the very end, she has it typed out and it said, and if it does pass you by, it's not for you. And I can't explain how reading that line just over and over, if it was for you will not pass you by, what's for you will not pass you by. But it was like, as I kept reading it over and over, there was a release. And then at the end, when it was just like inscribed out, and if it does, it wasn't for you. There was like this, this feeling of letting go of this accountability and this responsibility and this control of trying to make things happen Mm -hmm. versus just, live in whatever is the life that is being created and that's unfolding in here, like what's unfolding before you and taking those pieces and creating your life. I, there was um, another quote that I really like and I told you I like quotes, Um, but it (laughs) says, take, take the broken pieces of your life and create the life that you want or something like that. And I think that for me, those things kind of bring me back into the awareness of, my human capabilities and the real and what's realistic yeah, and letting me be able to see that you cannot control the little details of life and how they shift and move. You can't control everything. And not only that, it's almost like to do that. It's almost to play, almost to play God. Mm-hmm. And there's a saying, if you want, um, if you want to do God like things, you're going to get God like problems. And so (laughs) 
And what that usually means is Southern, little Southern colloquisms. But um, what that usually means is that it's like, if you want to do things that are bigger than you, where you weren't created to be able to handle the impact of that kind of load, then it's going to be too much for you. It's going to take you down. It's going to make you, which is where depression and stress and anxiety mm-hmm. is because those are signs when you're depressed, when you're doing anxiety, when you're having, um, I forgot the other one I just said, but um, like when you're stressed, attacks, panic, panic attacks, attacks, any of those yeah. kind of things, sometimes those are things that you are handling too much for yourself. And there are things that you need to kind of let go. And I don't mean in a sense of term of like, um, don't get me wrong. I don't mean like dealing in mental health and mental mental issues. I'm just talking about if you're a person who is regularly going through your regular day, you don't have any, there's not a mental health, mental illness that's going on. This is separate. I'm not speaking of that. That's obviously, those are things that you, some things can't control. There's some things that you have to take medication for. That's not what I'm speaking of. I'm talking about when you are a person who likes to control things in your own power, you like to get in there and meddle around. You like to be like, well, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. You are choosing this. That's what I'm speaking of. And because you are choosing more than what is supposed to be your responsibility, you are now experiencing anxiety. You're experiencing stress. You're experiencing, why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm like, ouch, ouch, ouch. Why are you you dragging me? Why are you dragging me on the show like this? Why are you dragging me for all these people to see my inner behind the curtain? Oh my God, ouch. You are, you are. Are because you are doing these things and you are choosing to do these things, you are experiencing anxiety, you're experiencing stress and you're experiencing depression because because of your human form, you are mad that you aren't able to do godlike things and your body is now depressed because it can't do supernatural things that are out of its, its abilities. But you chose to do that. Which is why I'm making, I want to make it clear, I'm not talking about people who are suffering from anxiety and depression and it's medical. I'm talking about people who are making a distinctive choice to do things that they know is outside of their capability, right? There's the capable, there's the chemical imbalance, which definitely you have to go and see a doctor and get that that chemical side. But then there's also the human side of how much we put on ourselves and you know, it's the perception versus reality. And we put too much yes. on the perception and the, and we can't mm-hmm. handle the reality. So, yes. So for me, when I get into those places, I feel like when I'm having a moment where I'm like, okay, I can't get, I was supposed to have created all of these things. I was supposed to have all this stuff done. It's not done. And it leads me to depression. Or when I'm like, okay, I need to get this, 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 this done. And it's like, four days into the week and I've gotten two things on the list of 20 and it's giving me anxiety mm-hmm. or I am stressed because I really need these things to happen. I need for this deal to come through. I need this opportunity to come through. I need this to come through. And I'm like, I need to do this. And if I do this and I do this and I'm trying to manipulate how things are going to work. And then if it doesn't, it's well, if it wouldn't be doing that, it stresses me out. But then when it doesn't, the disappointment then makes you crash. Those are things that are within your control to make a decision to say, let me back off of this and let me just see 
what presents itself and that's what I'll do. And then as things present themselves, that's what I'll do. But in this moment, what do I have right now? Well, that's what I will do. So when I'm looking at a um, a quote that says, what's for you will not pass you by. Those are things, and I, I'm almost a little teary. <sighs> it just, it was one of those things that it just really, when it says, what's for you will not pass you by. Because when you do start to create, when you get older and you're starting to discover that side of you that either was taken from you because the world said you should be this in order, you should look like this in order to be this. Or you've had things where people have chipped off of the innocence of who you were, the dynamic version of who you were, and you're just now coming into yourself. But then you've got time and you've got age and you've got all these different things. Hell, menopause symptoms, (laughs) um, joint aches and pains. You've got all these things that are factoring into you and you're like, ah, I just got to my new place. I just got to my awareness. I just got to my understanding of who I am and who I want to be. And now I'm like, if I don't do this, I'm going to miss it. And if it doesn't look like this, it's not going to be. And it doesn't look like, and it's like for me to hear something that says, what's for you will not pass you by. 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 It's like something that's going, shh, it's okay. Because if it passes you by, it wasn't for you. And there's a sense of a peace and a calm that comes and it doesn't stick with you forever, but you just wrap your hands and your arms around those moments because those are your reset moments. And we unfortunately live in a world that is constantly trying to take you out of who you are naturally and saying that it's not enough. So every now and then it's just good to have those things that come and cause you to reset, to recalibrate and be like, okay, here we are. What's for me will not pass me by. And if it does, it wasn't for me. And then those moments now I can now look at my craft. I can look at what's presented before me and I can look at it with fresh eyes, but I can look at it in a sense of peace and a sense of calm and, and realize that if I do what I'm supposed to do in this moment, that what is for me is going to happen because I'm giving my best. I'm being authentic. I'm being my natural self. And if it does pass me by, it wasn't for me. It wasn't mine because it didn't fit. Thank you so much for sharing that girl. Girl, oh, I love <laughs> you. But, okay, but I want you to do me a favor, okay? For okay. Right now, I want mm-hmm. you to close your eyes and I want you to listen to what I'm going to say to you. Close your Uh-oh. eyes. Uh-oh. I feel this is a setup. It's not a setup. It's okay. not a setup. Okay. Not only are you enough, you are more. And you are so much. That's why you keep finding so much newness in you. You are expansive and there is so much inside of you that you still have to see. So not only are you enough, you are so much more than you can see today that you've seen yesterday and what you're going to see tomorrow. You are so, so much. And I am so grateful to have you in my life because you are so much. You Uh. just scratched the surface. You just (laughs) scratched the surface. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Goodness, welcome to season two, y'all. 
Oh boy. Oh, I love you. I love you, I love you too. You for keeping it real. Thank you for keeping it real. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you said, I mean, everything that you just said is, I'm sure I needed to hear it. I know that there's so many people out there that there is somebody out there that needed to hear it. And you, you gave, you were the, you were the vessel through which they needed to hear it. So Mm -hmm. however you're feeling, you just did something for somebody. I know you did. If not them, me. You did it for me. So thank you. Oh, wow. Well, here we go. Here's our journey for for season two. Um, <laughs> again, we have so much, we have so many things planned. And uh, definitely we'll be talking more about, you know, things that we're like, like we did today, sharing yeah. that we are learning um, mm-hmm. because we have both in agreement. We are on mm-hmm. a journey together mm-hmm. to, to, you know, more self-actualization. It's, on, yes. it's ongoing. It's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're here to lift each other up and we're here to lift up others. Um, that's why we created this community. Mm-hmm. So we are glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Watch out, y'all. Cause we're right. Coming. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so thank you again for coming back and, and joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, that concludes this week of Living Creatively with your host, Angela Dalton. And Monica Parks. Remember, you can connect with us on Instagram at Living Creatively Now, the Living Creatively Podcast Facebook page, and on our website, this is livingcreatively.com to subscribe or to send us questions that you'd like us to answer or advice you may need as a fellow creative. Thank you for joining us and being part of our Living Creatively community. Always remember to protect your heart, protect your mind, and protect your gift. Until next week. Bye. Bye.